Hey guys, so uh, before we start this week's show, I bring you comic book correspondent, or ex-comic book correspondent, but sometime comic book correspondent, Noel Meller's thoughts on Black Adam. Hello gents, um, just thought I'd leave you a quick message because I know you've taken the decision to ignore uh, the shift in the power hierarchy of the DC Universe in this particular episode uh, and as your former comic book correspondent I figured it'd be worth stepping in uh, to rectify this egregious error as I leave the cinema uh, just after Black Adam um, I'm walking out the doors right now um, and yeah so my thoughts on Black Adam uh, here we go um, I can't really remember any of it cheers guys have a great show. Bye. Hello. And welcome to the Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome people to episode 468 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everyone. And... Ian Loring, hello. And what do we have this week? Um, well, we have we have, we have have a W and a W. We have Weird, the Al Yankovic story... And we have Watcher. Um, we basically said we were going to review... Which is unrelated to Al Yankovic. Which is unrelated to Al Yankovic, yeah. we think. Um, <laughs> we basically last week said, this is a bunch of films, we will do some of them. <laughs> um, that's the ones we all managed to, to watch. Yeah. Um, we just couldn't get to living, uh, could we, unfortunately. No. Uh, which is a little bit... It, it, the, the, the odd thing was it was playing. It just we couldn't work out times for it no. to fit in with everything else. Um, it's, Ian it's did. You need to just get your head around the fact that we need to cancel our Cineworld membership and get one for the one that's closer. I know. I'm fine with that. Well, all right then. Well, all right then. Um, Ian did see Living, didn't you, Ian? I did. I'll talk and, about that later. And you did see Causeway, which again I, I meant to watch and then forgot I was supposed to watch it. Watch something else instead. <laughs> That is a genuine story. I did completely forget to watch Causeway. I didn't know we were meant to be watching that. Uh, you weren't going to watch it. You said you didn't want to watch it. Oh, that's fine. But I was going to watch it. And then I accidentally watched something else instead and only remembered, shit, I was supposed to watch Causeway, not that. And yes. Let's just say, in true bastard style, what I watched. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. It's like a shite in it, isn't it? Possibly. Possibly. Yes. Uh, was there anything else we said we were going to watch? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think there was, was there? Right. I feel like that was it. I feel like that. Yeah, me too. Um, podcast, so go listen to other uh, of our friend's shows. Chinsworth's Punter, it's back. The Rewatch Project, uh, his film, her movie, Entertainment Landfill. Um, Sandra Yang's sequel uh, has, has has finished. Uh, James has decided to wrap up that podcast. Uh, but there are back episodes to go and listen to, uh, including one with me, which you should just go listen to that and then maybe just not the rest. Uh, <laughs> wow, Mark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or you could avoid the one with Mark if you don't want to experience the idiocy. Yes. Yeah. That's probably a better idea. Um, yeah. Um, what else we have? Ian, I haven't watched this yet, but I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, Ian did an unboxing on the YouTube. <laughs> I did. Um, of, uh, of of Wolf of Wall Street, the Arrow edition, didn't you? Thirty four ninety nine for the limited edition 4K of the Wolf of Wall Street. 
there will probably be a standard edition at some point. Watch my video and find out whether you could probably wait for the standard edition unless you're desperate for the Wolf of Wall Street on 4K. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to watching that video. I haven't had a chance yet. Um, so yeah, so that's what we've got. Um, also, I did an episode of Let's Get Physical last week on the Patreon, and I did a Bastards box office report on the Patreon that went live yesterday, and yeah. I forgot to promote it. <laughs> so... Well, there you go. So, if you want to listen to that and you're not a Patreon, uh, just like it's just like two bucks a month, and you get that, and you get Guy Ritchie marathons, Hellraiser marathons. <laughs> what else have we done recently? Michael Mann marathons. We did a Scream show. We did when a Scream show. Yeah. So basically, if a, Lerman. if a horror franchise is going to have like a thing, and we're going to talk about all of them for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. They're going to do a Final Destination, another one at some point soon. We'll probably do those. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so, you know, it does, it does help with um, running of the show, but just kind of, like, it gives us the opportunity to do little extra bits that we enjoy doing. Um, Ian, what's been right. happening in the movie news world this, this week? So, one of the most random sequels I think I've ever seen is happening. Wind River, the next chapter. What? <laughs> Being reported on The Hollywood Reporter. Um, Martin Sensmeyer will star and reprise his role as Chip Hansen. Huh? Okay. It is to be directed by Carrie Skoglund, who directed all the episodes of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. Uh, in Wind River, the next chapter, terror escalates on the Wind River Reservation as a series of ritualistic murders remain unsolved. The FBI enlists Hansen, a newly minted tracker for the US Fish and Game, who becomes embroiled in a desperate and dangerous fight between the authorities, a vigilante, and the reservation he calls home. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm delighted that uh, they're using the fat IP awareness of Wind River... Um, how do you feel about this, Mark? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, mean, I am. I am guessing that this has nothing to do with uh, Taylor Sheridan at all. Uh, it, it doesn't appear to. Yes. So it, it, it's it's one of those, isn't it? It's one of those where they do like a random. Um, like sequel to a movie and it ends up like like the R.I.P.D. 2 <laughs> I mean that's incredible yeah. R.I.P.D. 2 let, let, let's take a character that was in the background during one of these scenes because that actor ain't fucking working anymore um, and, and make a sequel that people will go what? <laughs> about yeah, I did not expect that. Cause, I, mean, I, I was a, a big fan of Wind, uh, Wind River. I think it's a fantastic movie. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's an odd one. I, but you know what? I probably won't watch it because it sounds shit. Um, but yeah, that's an odd one. <laughs> yep. That's a really odd one. Yep. Bizarre. Um, what else we got? Doesn't look like there's 
It's fairly quiet. It, it, it's, yeah. sort, it's sort of leading up to um, that that period where we start to get the Thanksgiving trailers, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's it just there's there's not a lot of like big industry news or anything like that at the moment. We're going to start, like you say, we're going to start getting like trailers and whatnot. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of surprised that um, we haven't had like a teaser for Guard- Guardians Volume Three coming for Black Panther. Yeah, I was but... it was, I'm guessing the big trail that's going to be for Black Panther is going to be. Ant-Man 3. Well, I mean, we we had the trailer for that a couple of weeks yeah. back. So, so it, it just, yeah. There's nothing late to tie into that release that they're going to get. We're just going to get just, yeah, the the Ant-Man 3 trailer that everyone will have, that gives a shit about it, will have already seen. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, odd. Odd. Um, Oh, I will say, um, Owen Wilson is joining the cast of Deadpool 3, apparently, um, playing his character from Loki. Um, so, if you haven't watched Lo- Loki as you two haven't, you won't have a fucking clue what he's doing popping up in there. Um, I'm kind of alright with that, because it's Deadpool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, De- Deadpool 3. Um, so, oh God, what did he even play in that fucking show? I was like over a year ago now he plays this guy who works for a agency that tries to keep timelines straight and like the whole kind of multiverse like the Kang the Conqueror stuff like happens because Loki fucks with it or something I can't even remember at this point so it's very away from the X-Men world because obviously Wolverine's in there. Um, so who knows what that's... It, it kind of seems like maybe Wolverine's not going to be the Wolverine from Logan. It's going to be a different Wolverine from a different multiverse and that's why Owen Wilson's in there or something. Yeah, it does sound like there's literally like Wade's going to get told off for constantly using the what's it thing. Mm. Uh, at the end of... Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, oh, and actually, um, connected to that as well, Sean Levy, who's directing Deadpool three, is apparently going to be directing as as yet untitled Star Wars film. Um, yeah, I saw that. Sean Levy, who um, I, I kind of like his output. Yeah. You know, like it, it seems like a lot of people kind of hate him, but I don't know. I think he's all right. And I'll, I'm looking forward to Deadpool three, and I'll watch a Star Wars film that that guy's making because I bet, I bet he bloody loves Star Wars, and it's holy shit! I can direct a Star Wars film. You, like I think there's going to be some passion there. So fuck it, go on then. That, I mean, the thing is, I don't think there's a. Yeah, he's made some just fun movies. <laughs> I, I seriously, I will stand up for Free Guy every day of the week. Mm. Like I feel a free guy rewatch coming on again soon. Yeah. I I even liked some of his earlier work. Like the like Just Married is a fun movie. Oh yeah, it is. Um The Night of the Museum films are good. Yeah, yeah. solid. Um Date Night is not that great, but contains just one of my favourite, like just off cuff kind of jokes in recent sort of like recent it's like 
12 years old cinema girl where for, for, for no apparent reason Matt Warburg's character is never wearing a shirt and uh, and there's one bit where I think uh, Steve Crouch says, I mean, could you put a shirt on? And he just looks at him and goes, no, I'm all right. <laughs> and just continues <laughs> doing what he's doing. That's good. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it feels like the Star Wars films are ramping up now. There's like three that are, no, maybe four actually, that are kind of like bubbling. Like Rogue Squadron kind of seems like it's probably not going to happen. But there's three others other than that. And, you know, we, we, we haven't had a Star Wars film since 2019. It will be at least five years by the time a Star Wars film comes out that there has been one. Um, and I don't know, that kind of feels wrong. And it's interesting because Andor, people are loving Andor. Yeah. But it's not getting the traction that I think they were hoping for. So, but then again, I mean, like, it's 12 episodes. It's a lot to keep up with. Um, but then Mando season three is January or February, and that will be huge. Yeah. So it, Star Wars is in in a weird place at the moment. I mean, the MCU's in a weird place at the moment as well. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years. Star Wars is in danger of becoming a collection of TV shows rather than anything like a film. Like films, yeah. though. Yeah, even even though I mean, and again, like apparently Andor is fantastic, and it's just it's one of those things where it's like I don't know, I'll get to it when I retire. Can I? Can do you reckon I could watch Andor? Because I really want to watch Andor, and I started rewatching the Mandalorian, but it's it, so that I could watch that, and then the next one, yeah. and the next one. I, so that I, I don't. Andor. I don't think you need to mm-hmm. like because Man, uh, Mandalorian is set around the time of Return of the Jedi, right? Um. Andor is pre Rogue One. Yeah, I might just go ahead and watch it then. I think, I think, honestly, I think you're fine. Mm. But it's like I've, I've still got two episodes left of Obi Wan, and I cannot believe that an Obi Wan TV show is feeling like, oh god, I've just got to trudge through this. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm still very much at the I just. Can't I can't be asked. Be bothered. <laughs> But There's yeah, only six no, I mean, episodes as well. What? There's only six episodes. Yeah, I, I, I just can't be bothered because the way that I look at it is, and I, I, it's wrong because we, you know, we do we Becky, we do have TV shows that we bounce through, don't we? Yes. Um, but I, it just they feel like they feel like they're going to be a bit of a trudge for me. You're not a massive Star Wars fan. No, I'm glad they exist. I'm glad people enjoy them. Um. I'm not gonna cheat on it. People get people you know, people love it and like that. I'll go watch the films at the cinema and bits like that. But I just I don't I don't care. No, no. I will happily watch before the next Marvel movie that I might need to watch that will have anything to do with the TV series. I will happily watch a YouTube that just explains the entirety of fucking whatever Loki <laughs> in five minutes. But I mean, it's. I think we talked about it when Multiverse of Madness came out. Where that character is in Multiverse of Madness just doesn't vibe with where 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 she ended in WandaVision. And yeah, there's this whole kind of like dark energy, kind of like messing with her kind of thing. But it just it, no. It even before, I, 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 it just it it didn't connect. 
Um, and I mean, like Raimi apparently basically just got a primer on what was going to happen in Wonder Vision. And it, 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 yeah, I don't know. It's I hope all this stuff isn't that disconnected because I mean, I think we're multiverse. I feel like that's Madness. really disrespectful, though. Like, yes, it is. If you're making a film that's following on from a TV series, be a fucking professional and watch the TV series. Yeah. Make your research. Mm. I'm, I, yeah. It disappoints me in him that he didn't do that. Yeah, no, same. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I mean, let's let's see how they go. But, I mean, that's the thing. It's like Andor. I want to watch Andor, but also yeah. I don't have enough time in the day. <laughs> I, I think that's it. I'm not willing to make enough time in my day. Mm. And sorry, because I bet this is sounding like nails on chalkboard to some people. So let's let's move on. What <laughs> trailers have we all been watching this week? Oh, I want to dance with somebody. <laughs> What's the, that's the new one in it for that? Is it? Cause I, I've watched yeah. the first one. I haven't watched the second one yet. Yeah, again, really, really from the writer of Bohemian Rhapsody in it, which is like, uh, but you're trying to sell me on the film. Um, <laughs> this comes out Boxing Day. I will take myself off to the cinema and watch this of a Boxing Day. It's yeah. going to be utterly 2.5 or 3 out of 5. And that will do, Pig. Yeah, that it, it, yeah, it does. It just, yeah, it sounds like want to know the story of Whitney Houston. Yeah, then watch something else. Yeah, then watch the documentary Whitney. Yeah, want to want to have her life completely just just smoothed out. Mm, yeah, I won't be watching this. Watch, I want to dance with somebody. What? Is anything else coming out on Boxing Day? I need like there, there's I'm, something, isn't there? There's got. To be I will something. need. I will need to go to the cinema on Boxing Day. It was from what I remember of the trailer. That it looks like a Lifetime movie. Yep. Yep. Boxing Day cinema release. What comes out? No, that's literally a film called Boxing Day. <laughs> Solid. Uh, I've I've got it coming now. Um, I want to dance with somebody. Corsar and Corsage, the Vicky Creeps film. That's it. Wow. Wow. Um, on the twenty third, you got well. On the twenty third, you got the Pale Blue Eye, the new Scott Cooper getting a limited release. But it's a Netflix film, so it'll be playing fuck all places. Yeah. Yeah. Got a little bit disappointed in that. God, and there's like, no, oh, there's nothing coming out around New Year's yet, anyway. I would think there'll be some will get slotted into that. You, you'd think so, wouldn't you? And then the 6th of January, it's Till and a Man Called Otto. Monday the 9th of January, Empire of Light. That's weird. Why is that on a Monday? That is weird. And then it's Tar in it the the Wednesday of that week. Tar and me Freegan. Freegan. That's a week, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that is that is a fantastic week. And then Friday the twentieth is Babylon. 
So I feel like, oh, the Fablemans is the week after that. Yeah, we're, then we're, we're, we're going to be doing our end of year list at the beginning of February. Fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. The Wales on the 3rd of February. Is it? I thought it was earlier. I mean, if we push it to the 10th of February, we could include Magic Mike's Last Dance, but that's probably taking the piss by then, isn't it? Nah, fuck it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um... I'm trying to think. Oh, we're talking the whale. Uh, first trailer for the whale. <coughs> yeah, we trailer. did. Yeah, not there's not. Yeah, there's not a lot to it, is there? No. I mean, it looks like a horror film. It does look Brandon, like a horror film. And then Brendan Fraser's just talking about how people are great, which apparently <laughs> is, is his character. Is some... some people have had issues with just how earnest it is, mm. without there being a kicker. But it's like, why Why is it played out like it's a horror film before he starts talking about how people are lovely? I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah, I am, I'm, I'm very intrigued about The Whale. Very yeah, intrigued. I mean, Brad swears by it. He saw it twice during LFF. The fucking maniac. And he was like, he was effusive when I was talking to him. But it it's rubbed other people up the wrong way, so we'll see. I'm liking the fact that it's two <laughs> hours long. Hmm. And not three hours ten minutes long. Or two hours and forty minutes long. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. What else have we got? I don't have we talked about plane? What what's this? Gerard Butler, Mike Coulter film. No, I didn't. And it's just called Plane. <laughs> that, this sounds like it's going to be great. This, this sounds like the most Tuesday watch of the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I think it can't. I think it might be out in a couple of weeks, actually. I think it's like relatively soon. But what is it? It's like Gerard Butler is the captain of a plane, Mike Coulter is a prisoner being transported on it. The plane crashes, and now they have to team up to protect the surviving passengers against like warlords or some shit. Yep that 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 sounds like a Jar Butler film. Twenty seventh of Jan, apparently it's out. Oh, okay, fine. I don't know why I thought it was a couple of weeks. Um, just update on what we were talking about before we started recording. I'm now on alcohol free hazy Jane. Ooh, what's it like? Oh, this ain't it, kid. Nah. 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 The Elvis juice is so far... The alcohol-free Elvis juice is so far winning. Fuck's sake. I swear to God, all they've done is put one part alcoholic Hazy Jane and Elvis juice, nine parts water. I swear that's all they've done. (laughs) You need to try the Club Tropica one. I, I fucking do, dude. I fucking do. Mm. Right, sorry. Anyway. Uh, what else have we got? Look, we watched Mind Cage, didn't we, Lex? Mind Cage? Yes. Yeah, we did, yeah. Yep. I, I, I'm going to try and find Mind Cage, a, a synopsis Mind Cage. of Mind, Mind Cage Boy. for you. It's basically, Ian, it's basically Sounds of the Lambs, but with um, 
What are you thinking about, Fonda? No, I'm just going to say, before Ian, Ian looks at it, I, I, I want to, you explain this, I will put the synopsis from Wikipedia, and then I will tell him the cast so he can go, what? All right, I'm not going to Google well, it. I'm not going to Google it. I will say the cast then. Well, it, it's a, when a copycat murderer strikes Detective Jake Doyle and Mary Kelly, wow, she's called Mary Kelly, <laughs> seek help from an incarcerated serial killer called The Artist. As Mary delves deep into the artist's brilliant but twisted psyche, she and Jake get lured into a diabolical game of cat and mouse, racing against time to stay one step ahead of both criminals. This is a mystery, like a like a mystery thriller, right? Yeah. So it's got yeah. John Malkovich in it. Great. Who do you reckon he plays? The artist. You are correct. Hell Melissa yeah. Roxburgh. Okay. Obviously she plays Mary Kelly. Now... Have a guess who plays Jake Doyle. Um, are we talking older or younger? Uh, all that not old, but kind of, I would say, 50s. Hmm. Russell Crowe. <laughs> nope. You would never get it in a million years. Oh, shit. Go on. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> really? Really? What? Martin Lawrence? Yeah. Really? Yep. Wow. <laughs> yep. How does it look? Fucking just... It, 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 it looks very much our kind of shit, it, doesn't it? It looks a little bit <laughs> shit. <laughs> but maybe Max just turned and looked at each other and went, yeah, I fucking watched the shit out of that. Hell yeah, okay. It's got a character that's just voodoo priestess. Yeah, that does not surprise Great. me. Um, Great. Fucking Malkovich looks like he's turned up dressed as uh, Robert Richardson. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's the uh, DOP on a lot of Scorsese <laughs> and Tarantino movies. Oh, I'll, I'll find you a picture. He's got a look, any? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I will definitely watch like a um, Malkovich is Anthony Hopkins kind of vibe, but also with like. The imagery of the um, the body cells kind of like um, Tarsum Singh's. What's it? Oh God, he does look like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's got a very Tarsum Singh. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not. He's just Tarsum now, isn't he? Yeah. But no, yeah. no, he's Tarsum Singh now. I think he was Tarsum before. Yeah, maybe it's Tarsum not. Tarsum Singh. I think he's just going by Tarsum. Um, maybe it's changed, but maybe he's the artist formerly known as Tarsum Singh now. Who bloody knows? He does not look like you'd expect him to either. No. Uh, he looks kind of like... This is going to sound a little bit racist, but it's totally not meant that way. He looks kind of like an Indian Will Ferrell. He really doesn't. He does. He okay. Does. <laughs> He's got that kind of vibe. And then, uh, what else did we watch? This one, Bex. Chevalier. Chevalier, yeah. 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 I got bored halfway through the trailer. Yeah, you're not you're not big on the old period drama type thing, are you? I just I don't care about a violinist who started the French Revolution. <laughs> I just don't I don't care. Yeah, I mean I, I bet he didn't this. for a start yes. off. No, probably not. I'll watch this because it's got Samara Weaving in it, and I'm not breaking my streak. But um, is yeah. she playing Marie Antoinette? 
No, she's the girl that's like screwing him. She's the singer, I think. Cool. Got Mini Driver in it. She seems like she's playing a real bitch. That should tick some fucking boxes for you. It does tick a lot of boxes for me, but it's just even Mini Driver playing a twat <laughs> won't get me to watch this. It just looks boring. No, Lucy fucking Boynton's playing Marie Antoinette. Which one's she? She's the one that was um, in that awful Queen movie. Yeah. Wasn't she the one in Sing Street? Yes. Cool. Right. I mean, yeah, I'll watch this. Yeah. She's also in the pale blue eye. It's a fucking cast. Actually, fucking Cooper's got a cast for that, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Jesus tits. Jesus' tits. Yeah. Nice. You heard him right. He uses that one quite a lot. <laughs> well, he ain't using them. <laughs> um, any other trailers for you, Ian? I don't think so. I feel like we th- there was no big one to talk about this week. So was never it, mind. Oh, we watched the Pinocchio one, didn't we, Becky? <laughs> I'm kind of bored with this. Well, Ian loved it. Yeah. Oh, you've seen the film. It, oh yeah, it'll be it probably in my top five this year, Bex. It is wow. fucking splendid. So this is this is a Netflix one, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. When does it drop? Uh, I want to say like around December the eighth. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I think this looks really quite good. Whereas yeah. The it's... other one didn't. The other one wasn't. No. Nope. No. <laughs> It's fucking great. It way more than justifies its existence, and it it's Del it's Del Toro doing Pinocchio. It's exactly what you think that's gonna be, and that's great. Mm. Yeah, I feel like there's only enough room in my brain for one Pinocchio movie, and I feel like I made the right choice. That's cool. Yeah. Right. Well, let's move on. Let's see if we made the right choice with this. <laughs> so I'm going to get up the IMDb for it so I can explain the plot. Well, so the IMDb can weirdly explain the plot to this movie. Um, so Watcher, uh, <laughs> it's directed by uh, Chloe Okunu, uh, also written by her, uh, based on an original screenplay by Zaki Ford, um, and stars uh, Michael Monroe, um, Carl Glussman, and Bern Gorman. Can I give my synopsis for the movie first? Uh, no, 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 no. You can't. Not before IMDb. Oh. Wow. Oh, go on then. Uh, It it should be man trying to care for elderly father is harassed by young female (laughs) neighbour. Driven mad by her. Yeah. (laughs) So IMDb says, a young American woman moves in with her husband to Bucharest and begins to suspect that a stranger who watches her from the apartment building across the street may be a local <laughs> serial killer decapitating women. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what happens. Um, <laughs> for a long time, me and Becky thought this should be called Just Get Some Fucking Curtains, yeah. until they did get uh, some uh, fucking 100%. curtains. 100%. <laughs> and then she does get curtains, right? And then she becomes a fucking curtain twitcher. Like, if you just leave them alone, lady, he can't see you. So, yeah. Yeah. She 100% 
is the bad guy here until like obviously yes all right he's beheaded a neighbor that's that's fine but she's probably fucking drawn the attention to the building by being mental and stalking him and he's gone oh there's one i could behead well, but he knows her, doesn't he? Because they yeah, work together. They work together. Yeah. yeah. That theory's blown out of the water there, babe. But, like, it wasn't going to do out to her. I really wanted it to just be that she was fucking batshit. Off buzz all the time, guys. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> just I just, I, yeah, I, 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 I said to you, didn't I? Like, he doesn't do anything suspicious. <laughs> he looks out of his window, he goes to a movie. He then goes to get some stuff from a supermarket. To be he doesn't do fair, anything to warrant the suspicion. He does sit right behind her. Right, right behind yeah, her right at behind. the cinema. Yeah, but come on, like, reporting him to the police. But, but then again, that okay, yeah, could yeah. Just be, he just could be a stickler to, well, that's the seat I was given. Yeah, they might be pre-booked seating. You yeah. don't know. But, like, he doesn't really do anything to warrant the level of suspicion. And and then I feel like she doesn't earn being right about it at the end. Like, it doesn't... It, she doesn't deserve to be right. Fuck. I, 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 I think that's exactly why I felt a bit empty at the end of this, yeah. Bex. I think you got that fucking spot on. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I absolutely agree, Bex. I'm glad it's annoyed you enough to basically just go, bang. Huh. <laughs> no, because she's got bragging rights now she can be sat to her husband like you didn't believe me but I fucking told you so you were laughing about me with your friends and I fucking told you she doesn't deserve that this is what I will say about it is that that I think is a little bit of a failing of the movie Um, is it doesn't in any way establish why they're in Romania at all and I kind of feel like it has to at least in some way do that. It's for his job. It, but, yeah, but who goes to Romania it, it's for their job? Odd, like, it's, it's an odd one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's an odd one that it can be, we lived in New York, <laughs> but I work in marketing, so I need to go to Romania? Yeah. But, I mean, mate, I don't know, maybe he's been off with a shitload. But that, yeah, that's yeah, it. Fine, but, but that can be a throwaway dialogue bit. Yeah. Oh, the company's head office was in Romania. I mean, whose head I, office would I, be in I Romania? Slightly, I slightly feel like this is me talking about being put on hold in the Star Wars universe, I'll be honest. <laughs> it just, why... They need to have an establishment for why they are... Why a, they are in Romania. It's an odd place to end up as a marketer Yeah, when you already live in New York. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's a weird one. Not as weird as the fact that... That, that, that Carl Glusman could ever have had the personality to actually find a mate. I got a. Mm. So, one of my key fail. The thing is, I liked the film generally. I think I certainly didn't love it. One of my key failings with it is Carl Glusman is playing just the most unsupportive husband. And I get it. That's kind of the point of the film. But it's right from the off. He is finding alternative, like kind of like like ways of. It kind of it kind of looks like at first he's trying to reassure her, but no, it's because he can't be asked to deal with it. But he basically it does march straight away to the um, to the supermarket to look at the what is it security tapes with her. But yeah, but then at the supermarket, isn't he the one who's just like 
maybe staring at you because you're staring at him. But but he's kind of right he's at that right. point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but the, the the thing is, you know, the film is not wanting you to think that. The, the film is wanting you to think, "Oh, boo him for not being supportive." But that's but, but that's, I think that's what you're saying there, Bex, with the. The fact is, she doesn't earn any of this because no. she kind of is a little bit ridiculously over the top paranoid. Yeah, like he's just looking at you because you smashed a jar of pickles and then went and hid from it from a from a casual observer's point of view. You smashed some pickles and then went and hid. I mean, I did, I did think for a second, is this film actually going to end with them on the train and them just having a conversation? Would have been a better ending. It would have been a better it, ending, that's yeah. the, I kind of think it would have been an interesting ending. Mm. And, you know, it, it's... The fact that it's Bern Gorman as well, who... Look, I'll be, I'll be absolutely honest. He is being cast in this film as weird, weird-looking guy who girl would find creepy because he's weird-looking. Yeah. Aww. But no, no, but I mean, that, that in this film... They've made they've made him up to be more weird looking. Mm-hmm. Like he's an interesting looking dude. But back in the like, I remember first watching Burn Gorman in the Doctor Who TV spinoff Torchwood, which was like Doctor Who After Dark, where he was charismatic and shagging up a storm. Oh, I love and, that for him. Yeah, he's also like, in, he's also the one that's in Lair Cake. <laughs> he is. Everyone he in is. Cake. Everybody's in fucking Lair Cake. And it, it, but in this film, it almost feels lazy that they've gone. You're gonna be creeped out by him when you look at him because look at him. Mm. <laughs> but then you're gonna be right. So it's like I'm not, I hate I hate the yeah, yeah, yeah. of this movie. Yeah, yeah. It feels weirdly reductive, even though it is basically trying. What it wants to do is tell a story of this woman who is having a shit time in a man's world and is then proven right that she was having a shit time. Mm. And that that's what this film wants to do. But it... And the atmosphere of it, I found it very oppressive and, like, I, I like really uncomfortable, even though, yes, should have got curtains earlier. Yeah. But the whole thing is, like, just picking at a scab. You And you know you shouldn't fucking do it but she just keeps on doing it. I see. I really uh, but... disagree. There, the, the the tension in it for me was ruined by the fact that she was so unreasonable. Like, if he was doing anything remotely creepy, like now, now I know what what I, the, the, I don't know. I feel like I couldn't rewatch this film because it it kind of, and I'm sure it's not intended, but it does feel like he doesn't. He doesn't make. She doesn't make him go insane, but it it is also if she didn't do any of this, he probably would have left her alone. Yeah, yeah, and that's just such a. And you know, if you tweeted the writer director that, she slash people who follow her would come at you. Yeah, but it's the the, the filmmaking's fault that it does feel like that at the end even though i did think it was interesting i thought the last shot i was almost like if the film carried on would it be like the husband would think oh shit she's gone mad and killed him and like i I, but there's the whole he walks out of there and then he notices so maybe that would 
and, yeah. and, and the, the, there's a there's a decapitated stripper. She's a decapitated arena. But knowing that husband, yeah. he'd probably like he'd be he'd probably be like, "Did you do that?" Because he's so look at he's... how unhinged she's been. It wouldn't have been a wholly unreasonable question. No, exactly. Exactly, and it was like I was almost like, "Is this actually supposed to be an ambiguous ending?" But again, I don't know if it was supposed to be an ambiguous ending. God, you know what? I'm talking myself down on this. Mm. I just thought it was a bit. It it was very much a film that that threatened for something to happen, and then when something did happen, you kind of went, "Oh." So that's the thing that was always going to happen. I wanted, I wanted it to go bonkers. Yeah, I, either go bonkers or, like you say, the the bit with her on the train and he says, "I just want an apology," and her to go, "I'm sorry," and then it just goes to black, directed yeah, by yeah, yeah. Chloe Akuna. And be like, "Oh, so she was just a little bit," mm. but I feel like at the moment you can't have that in a movie. No. You're not allowed to have that within a movie. You can't be portraying women as being wrong and hysterical and unreasonable. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It has to be... Well, she has to be right. Everybody else has to be the one that just wouldn't believe her. Yeah. But... I find it, it's really, it's a really lazy ending that it just was him. But also as well, I just feel like the whole movie was just a bit... Really, this, this is... You didn't have a better idea than this? Yeah, and it's... But if it wasn't him, it is a good idea. It's a good movie with a different ending, I think. I just feel like in, 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 a, in a world where you've got a lot of interesting I movies of this ilk. And it's like, you don't necessarily have to go that like it's the it's hysterical woman being hysterical. The film does a job in... She's by herself, like, all the time. Mm. She's got a husband who barely seems to be there emotionally or physically. I mean, like, all he seems to want to do is shag her. And then when she's... like, When she closes off from that, he basically closes off from her almost entirely. Um, and you could you could paint this picture of society has made her feel like this... And then she's got the wrong idea. And you could have her actually be sympathetic as this is it isn't her fault that she's jumped that she's necessarily jumped to these conclusions. And and also have Bern Gorman looks a bit weird and shuffles along. But you know what? He's just a guy. Do you know what I would say though? What what stops her from having any sympathy whatsoever? There are two main things that stop her from having any sympathy whatsoever. One, she's still at the fucking clickers on her phone. Which means she sure. deserves to have been beheaded. Yeah, sure. And two, she watched a fucking YouTube video in a cafe... With the volume With the fucking volume on, without headphones in. Yeah. Again, deserves to be decapitated. She took ages to open the door that one time as well. That really annoyed you, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that really annoyed you. It's a fucking knock on the door and she's like, she's walking to it really slow. It's like, go quicker. You've got a peephole, just, just fucking just go quicker. Just go quicker. Go quicker. Buy some fucking curtains. Yeah. The reason why they keep knocking is because you're yeah. taking so long to get to the door. Yeah, she's she's just she's too 
irritating and pathetic. But it's a really good performance. It's she's good. That's the annoying oh, yeah. thing. She's, she's good. To be irritating and pathetic, but but from a story point of view, it, it's really hard to empathise. Like empathise, sympathise, whichever one, with her because she's just she's unreasonable. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm. I think, I think I'm shit with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I am. I just the performance is her performance is good. Let's face it, Bern Gorman doesn't really do much apart from be Bern Gorman. I think that's it? awful. Like, what a horrible message. Be suspicious of the funny-looking people because they're. Yeah, always... I mean, it, 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 yes. If he'd be suspicious and, of it, the it, quiet man that lives with his dad because he's definitely beheading people. I just no, I don't like it. Ship. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm touching cloth because I enjoy. I, like, I didn't. Yeah, no, I did. I enjoyed it in the moment. I thought. I, I thought it had good atmosphere and I liked Micah Monroe, but I've definitely talked myself down, I'll say that. Mm. Yeah, it's... Micah Monroe's very good. Um, Carl Glussman is where you want... Where you want, where you want to get... Some, where you want to get Christopher Abbott who doesn't look like he fucks. <laughs> sure. Um, I, I, I will say, Chloe Acuno directed the Storm Drain section of VHS 94... You really like that, and I yeah. wish, yeah, I I wish it was like because that goes fucking bananas at the end, and it's great. And I was expecting that. It's just like that scene where they're at the like they're knocking at his door. I almost wanted kind of like an Exorcist three, like the guys walking back towards Micah Monroe, and then he just comes out with one of the other doors and chops his fucking head off or something. Mm. I wanted something like that. I. I I would be interested to know what the difference between the Zach Ford script and the Chloe uh, Akunu script are, but not enough to actually find out. <laughs> mm. She looks like someone in this film, another who? another blonde actress, Michael Monroe, and I cannot work out who it is. It's really fucking pissing me off. In some shots, she properly looks like her. Is it Michael Monroe? No, it's not Michael Monroe. At audience poll on that. Little mini shout out to like the wardrobe people in this movie as well. Like she's got some real fucking good clothes. I just this. get the thing that yeah. she picked them out. Yeah, they look very makeup and rowy, don't they? Mm. I don't know. Like, 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 like she's like she's gone. Right, I will go to Bucharest to make this movie. I'll do all that, but I want to be able to be dressed so I can just nip straight out and don't have to get changed. That red dress deserves a, a, a special mention. You mean the red dress that she's wearing for no reason whatsoever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's meant to be like a date night, isn't it? I think that's the vibe I get from that scene. Like, she's made dinner. Oh, yeah. She's got some wine. Oh, yeah. She's bought him a little Dracula. She's got herself dressed up and then he's fucking late at home. The little Dracula thing's an odd one. What Dracula? Oh, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it is a little bit. No, it's not. a fucking little Dracula, you prick. excited if you bought me a little Dracula. Yeah. Piece of shit. Um... Our audience poll, definitely not shit 33% and touching cloth 67%. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. CS3P Combat. Player one, choose your character. Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Stronger. Player two, choose your character. While you're in luck. Punter. Round one, fight. Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast. 
featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. <laughs> but anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. <laughs> so join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. Fight. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com, also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. Just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just, just getting confirmation. It's just in, that's the third time though. I mean, am I, is this on? Um, hey, Hannah, you know, I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh, yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think during, you know, global pandemics, storms, all of these things, it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million times. Absolutely. Nothing like a binge watch. Star Trek. Babylon 5. Because you could sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at all. It doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show of or a, a franchise. beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television, with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. <laughs> Farscape Quantum Leap To giving up finding new content on Netflix And just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation Or Parks and Recreation I think that we can all agree There's a lot to be said for that You can't beat a good rewatch So, with that in mind Join Anna And Mike From Chinstroke vs. Panzilla As we burn through some of our favourite franchises And share our immediate reactions to each instalment In both spoiler and non-spoiler sections To do that, do a search for The Rewatch Project With Hannah and Mike On Apple Podcasts, Spotify Or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. So, uh, Ian, what have you been watching this week? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so I have been watching. Let me just pull up my list. I'm very two seconds. I need to go and put my watch on charge. So I'm on 3%. Whoa. Uh, so I watched, uh, yeah, Causeway. Um, so I'll, I'll just keep going. Um, so yeah, Causeway, um, new film, first film from Jennifer Lawrence's production company, the wonderfully titled Excellent Cadaver. Um, and it's, uh, Jennifer Lawrence playing a woman who's just come back from, uh, from war. Um, and she has a brain injury. She was basically blown up by an IED, has a brain injury. First 10, 15 minutes or so is kind of her in rehab and just not dealing well with being back. Uh, She then goes back to her hometown that she hasn't been in for years. Um, She's trying to convince her doctor to basically sign her off to go back out onto the front line. 
Um, and while she's doing this, she befriends a, a local mechanic played by Brian Tyree Henry. Um, and then the film is a lot of conversations between the two of them, two very broken people who are just looking for someone to connect with. Not not on like a sexual level, even though all the way through the film, I very much wanted to see them fuck. Um, <laughs> but um, it, 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 it is... I won't spoil the last line of the film, but it just it, it sums up the film. Be- beautiful ending as well. When it cuts to black, I was like, wow, that's a bold choice. Um, but it's just, it's all about connection and finding a reason to keep on going through a situation uh they're both great together they've got great chemistry and again not necessarily romantic chemistry just people getting on um and i'd had a few cans of a cbd infused drink at the time and uh i really really keyed into its very low-key quiet vibe there's just like one bit of score that just plays every now and then, which is lovely. And the rest of it is just people talking. And it was great. I thought it was fucking brilliant. Um, seeing Jennifer Lawrence do indie again is wonderful. And she's been out there promoting the film, basically saying, I'm really thankful for doing all the blockbusters and whatnot and kind of getting my profile up. Now I can, you know, do films that I want to do and it was interesting um on the empire podcast they had her on this week and uh chris hewitt was saying um you know was it hard to get the financing together you know indie film like low a lower budget you know how how did you find doing that was it hard and she was just like no <laughs> and it, 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 it's it's a funny interview actually she's um like very like dry um but it but warm um and if she's just using her star power to go, right, I can get this kind of thing greenlit, I can produce this, um, and I can I can give, like, a new writer-director a, um, a step up, um, and I just want to... I can't remember their name, and it's bugging me. Um, Causeway. And, yeah. Lila um, Neugenbauer? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um and it, 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 like I say, it's just this chill, kind of meditative kind of thing. Remind me of uh, the Coconada film Columbus, which I, I, I'm a massive fan of. Um, it's like the only way I could have vibed with it more if it, it, it is if it was set in a wintry New York. <laughs> um, yeah, I really liked it. So it it seems to have been met with a lot of, yeah, not a lot happens, and it's just. Nah. I like not a lot happens and just two people who who, who are good who are, who are good to watch just having conversations. Yeah, and it feels like people just aren't used to watching films like that anymore. Yeah, and the thing is, uh-huh. I, the thing is, I'm I'm looking forward to spending like an hour and a half where a lot of it is going to be Brian Tyree Henry and Jennifer Lawrence just chatting. Oh, it's great! It's great! It's great! And like Brian Tyree Henry has a couple of scenes where it's like Jesus Christ, this guy. I, I like I get a massive, massive fan of Brian Tyree Henry. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Causeway, uh, Apple TV Plus. Uh, it is. I, I I I was really really charmed by it. I, I you know don't necessarily think it's going to be in my like top of the year, but I could see it being top twenty. Um, I yeah, and in what has been just an. In, 
incredibly strong year. Yeah, I so I genuinely still don't. I, I still think that the Steve McQueen film Widows needs a bit of a reevaluation in the next few years. I fucking need to have another crack at that. I, I I really liked it, but yeah, I need to watch that again soon. I have a feeling people will go back to this in like like a little bit that's starting to happen with Killing Them Softly, like ten years time, and go, ooh, did we overlook this? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, good shout, good shout. So, uh, yeah, Causeway. If you've got Apple TV Plus, you can watch it literally like today. Do it; it's good. Um, I'll move on to the other Brian Tyree Henry film I watched this week. Um, so, I rewatched Bullet Train. Oh yes. So, uh, we, uh, Mark and I, along with uh, Noel and Jordan, watched Bullet Train uh, on a very very drunk weekend. Where um, I think Jord was actively annoyed with me. Um, I remember being very loud whenever there was a cameo. Um, I think I might have stood up and applauded at some That's point. That's Shannon <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, just very loudly saying, That's Channing Tatum. Uh, oh, God, fuck's sake. And. <laughs> Um, <laughs> George going, shut up, we know. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing. He, I just remember him at one point just going, shush. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Uh, no, it was, it was bad, Bex. Um, so, and then afterwards, re- re- recording a review, I don't remember anything of. <laughs> just absolutely. You hit two minutes because you ordered the wrong thing. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, you ordered a burger. That came with fries, and you thought you were ordering a side of chicken to go with the, what is it, like chicken strips, but you ordered the main chicken and chips, so both of them turned up. And while we're reviewing Bullet Train, you were just devouring both of these chicken meals. Nice. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I mean, it sounds like good eating. Well, it, it did look fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wow. Um, but yeah, so. And this film, the thing is, you would think that Bullet Train is a good film to have some, be- like, well, uh, have had a lot of beers and drink beers during it film. And it's not. Because it's really plotty. Yes. There's a lot going on in Bullet Train. And if you disconnect from that film, as I obviously did, nah, you're not going to have a good time. So I rewatched it sober. And I really like Bullet Train, and I apologise to it. Um, I think it looks really good. I quite like the characters. It's basically David Leach like trying to do Tarantino dialogue, not really getting that right, but also it being quite charming and funny and some decent action. And to be fair, the spoiler... Ryan Reynolds' carrot cameo is literally just one shot and he doesn't say anything. Yeah. And, you know, okay, I think I can deal with that. Brian Tyree Henry and Aaron Taylor-Johnson are great together. Um, I think Brad Pitt's just fun, just how what is happening he is through the entire thing didn't get old this time around. Um I really like Bullet Train and I will buy it on physical 4K when I see it for cheap. 
it's, I it, look it, forward it's, to it's watching it. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a two, a two for twenty-four or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think I could deal with it at that point. Um, I very, I, I really enjoyed Bullet Train this time round, and I apologise to it. So that's Bullet Train. Uh, I rewatched Black Panther. Uh, ready for uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um, this film kind of just continue. I I I I, I really like Black Panther, as an awful lot of people do. Um, I vibe. I think it's the third time I watched it, and I definitely vibe with it more than I did the first time round. Um, it's just going for things thematically. It's it's. I mean, Killmonger is a, just a really interesting villain. Mm. Um, and the world building is incredible in this film. But also, Killmonger is great. Andy Serkis doesn't get talked about. You know, and it's, it's probably right that he doesn't get talked about <laughs> overall. But I don't think he should be forgotten in this film. He is a great switcheroo. You think he's going to be the villain, then he gets killed off halfway through guy. And he just has the most fun while he's on. Mm. Um, and it feels like he just improvised a shitload as well. Like there is a scene where Martin Freeman is inter- uh, interrogating him and he just starts singing What Is Love. <laughs> yeah. And it, it just, you fucking know Andy Serkis just had that in his back pocket and he thought he'd try it out. Yeah, you, you, I would be godsmacked if it was said on the page Andy Serkis, that his character started singing Hadaway's What Is Love. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, and also there's just a great bit as well where it's like they're in that casino thing and something he he explodes this suitcase and then money pours down and he's just like I made it rain and just starts pissing himself and it just again I like it, it's he's a great deal of fun but then the second the second half of the film is all about Killmonger and that like the fact the fact is he's right. He does he he does then like push it too far, but the point he's making, he's bang on, and also yes, it's absolutely fair enough that he should have become the new Black Panther with the their rules. That's society's yeah. rules. He should be the new Black Panther, and the problem yep. is the established royal family of Wakanda decide, oh, well, no, that's not what's supposed to happen, so just trudge over everybody else to ensure that their lineage continues and not somebody else's. I mean, yeah, it, it's... It, it, and the thing is, I think it's interesting, because Danai Guerrero's, like, people... Oh, Danai Guerrero, forgive me. Her, like, her crew, like, do defend Killmonger up to the point where it is like, okay, now Killmonger has obviously gone too far. And that that feels okay. But I don't know, it just is is with the law of the land, Killmonger basically did win. Okay, Black Panther didn't... T'Challa technically didn't die, but he was as close to fucking death as you would come. And it's only because there's intervention that he doesn't die. Which there isn't supposed to be. Which there isn't supposed to be. So I mean, but but yeah, I I yeah, obviously you can get over that. It's gonna be, it's Wakanda Forever is gonna be interesting. Apparently they've pulled it off, and I'm really really looking forward to seeing that. Um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing it. I am very worried about the fact that it's two hours forty minutes long. 
yeah yeah no absolutely absolutely um i also hope that ryan coogler if he wants to is able to step off the mcu train after this and and do something else like a lot of people are clamoring for him to direct avengers secret wars and it's just like i at least it would be nice if he did something for him if he was then gonna do that after but Hey, if he wants to, if he wants to make MCU films like uh, Waititi does and like Destin Daniel Cretton's doing, good, good, you know, good for him. Yeah, that it's one of those, and it? it's fuck it. Let's it'd be it'd be nice to see what he does next because we've got Fruitvale and um, Creed, and then the Black Panther movies. You know, it is it, it, a very interesting filmmaker that will only have sort of four year, four films made in over a decade. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, Black Panther, it's, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it's it's fucking strong. Um, okay, qu- uh, quickly, I uh, rewatched for Love and Thunder. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I quite like for Love and Thunder, I'll be honest. Um, the, the whole Jane cancer stuff just doesn't make a... I mean, obviously, it's a fucking MCU film, but it doesn't really make a lick of sense, and... It feels weirdly shoehorned that it's like right, okay, now four has an adopted daughter. What? Like the it that ending is just okay. That escalated quickly, um, but I I I think that film's a fun time. And sorry, Noel, because I I I know you're probably going to respond to me on WhatsApp about this, um, but I I I I think it's fun. It's got some decent visuals Hemsworth's obviously having a laugh I think it's cool that Natalie Portman gets to kick some ass and Christian Bale is a great one shot villain um, you know it's not top tier MCU but uh, I it's fun and it went down a shitload better than Multiverse of Madness did on my second watch I'll say that so there we are um and then my last one for this week is Living, uh, which Mark mentioned earlier on. Uh, so this is the Bill Nighy starring film that um, he's getting awards buzz for. It is directed by Ol- Oliver Hermanus, uh, who directed a bunch of stuff I've not really heard of. Interesting. Is he? I think he's South African. Yeah. Um yeah, interesting. So, um, what's I going to say? This is a remake of Akira Kurosawa's Ikiru, uh, which is a wonderful film. And uh, basically, uh, he plays um, uh, the kind of like the head of a government department who f- who finds out that he's dying. Um, and he reacts to it first by uh, joining, uh, like visiting the seaside and joining Tom Burke. Uh, for some debauchery which tom burke can do debauchery quite well um and then um has to kind of go back to london and decide what he wants to do with his life um and i i I won't spoil it um uh yeah i mean so uh, i just mentioned it but noel saw this last night as we record and um he was just like films are bloody brilliant aren't they like in reference to living and that was exactly what I thought at the end of living. Just like fucking, it's one of those films that is just like right. Okay, this is why I spend so much time on this. Um, it felt it, it felt kind of like rejuvenating in that way. Like 
Top Gun Maverick did and like the Northman did and all of like a lot of films of this year of like this is why I put so much into this. Bill Nighy is fucking remarkable in this. Um he is so tender and you, you you just have so much feeling for him and what he's trying to do and the situation that he's in um that it's uh yeah i mean it's it, it's it's pretty remarkable um it feels like if this film was seen more he'd be getting talked more obviously along with Colin Farrell and Brendan Fraser for best actor. Yeah. Um, but it's a, the thing is, it's a small film. It's also a remarkable looking film. They, the, the, the tight, the opening credits, um, are what I must be stock footage of London in the, uh, I don't know, the fifties, maybe it's set in 53, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then the film itself tries to ape that look. I mean, they, if they were going to do that, they probably would have needed to add some artificial grain. But it's just even the titles at the start, like the fonts of the titles feel like a British post-World War Two film from the 50s. It's just wonderfully evocative, the look of it. And the, the, the sound, I mean, the score is gorgeous. Um, and yeah, I mean, it is... It is just like one of the year's best. It's just people being nice to each other, but it's not saccharine. Um, it, it it doesn't feel like it's being shoved down your throat. It is just a lovely, life-affirming time at the cinema that makes you want to be better, I'm, like Akiru. I'm, yeah, Akiru is fantastic, and I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to catching a living. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, you know, I'm not going to say it's better than Akiru, which, which is like low key, just one of Kurosawa's best mm. uh, of what I've seen. Um, but it absolutely justifies its existence. Like, like I was saying with Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio earlier on, you understand why it, why it's there. It's, uh, it, yeah, a terrific film, and uh, I mean, good on everybody involved, and good on Bill Nighy, and I. I Hope he has fun promoting the film if he is getting awards nominations because he deserves it. Just seem like one of those ones where he is going to end up getting a no- a- an actor nomination. Probably won't win, but um, but will get a nomination. Yeah, I mean that's that, that's the thing. And if he gets to go to parties and drink free booze and shit like that, that's brilliant. Good for him. Yep. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah one of the years best. I'll I'll be talking about it in uh, episodes to come. That's me. Bex. What have you been watching? On my lonesome. Yeah. I know you've got a TV one to cover, don't you? I know you we don't, we don't normally allow this, but I'm going to allow it because of your reaction to it. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll do films first. So I watched the end of Wendell and Wild. Um, I really fucking enjoyed Wendell and Wild. I will watch Fair that play. again. Um, it's it's just a good time. It's not... I, I think I likened the start of it to like the Paranorman kind of type films. Um, didn't I last week? And it's... It's not as good as like Paranorman, but it's it's very good, and I like seeing films that aren't kids' films that aren't just schmaltzy crap. So it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I rewatched Gerald's Game. Um, I don't know why I rewatched Gerald's Game. 
don't know what the trigger was, but yeah, it's... Um... You've been watching a lot of horror and Stephen King movies recently? Yeah, right. <laughs> Tip bad. Um, it, yeah, it's it's a fucking hell of an achievement, is Gerald's Game. It, it, is, it is one of those that... On paper, so little happens in Gerald's Game. Um, and to make it into such an engaging movie is yeah it's, it's, it's pulled it out of the bag with Gerald's game it's um, it's very good and obviously so what we're saying is Mike Flanagan should make more movies yeah well we were saying this the other day weren't we after watching Doctor Sleep on Gerald's game again recently it, it, there is a shout that he should maybe do some more movies mm-hmm. I will I will but also still TV um, yeah Carl Gugino is, is fantastic in it um, yeah yeah just brilliant oh and the bit where like the um the dog's pulling hmm? the degloving 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 oh <laughs> degloving degloving i don't know where that came from it's because i can't <laughs> can't hear you properly because of the headphones and you just thought i was being smutty <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, well he does die like trying to like have some kind of rape fetish fantasy vibe with her doesn't he um, no, I was going to say the bit with the dog when it's just like ripping bits off him and she's there and she can just see it. She can't do anything. That's grim. But yes, the degloving also is, is un- unpleasant. Um, but, 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 but I also watched um, all three and a bit hours of The Green Mile. Because why the fuck not? How was that yep. on a rewatch? Really fucking good, actually. Like I was, I was, I was thinking, oh god, it's gonna be, it's quite a schmaltzy story at its heart. Mm. Um, and it, I was a bit like, oh god, is this gonna be? Is this just gonna be sappy? But it's, it's just, it's just really fucking good. I sent you a, cause I watched it last night, didn't I? Yeah. Sent you a, explain a film plot badly, didn't I? You did, yes. <laughs> this is Becky's explain the film plot badly. This film coasts until Michael Clark Duncan grabs Tom Hanks' cock, then it's just a roller coaster. <laughs> it's true. It all pops off from there. Um, yeah, the, the thing is, though, it's it, it's it's really, really long, and it and it and it feels long, but it doesn't feel like burdensome with its length because there's just there's so much in it there's so many fucking different bits Percy fucking Wetmore is a grade A dickhead what he does to Delacroix with the not wetting the sponge and then he just catches fire is horrific to watch um, but yeah it, it it's kind of a banger for a three and a bit hour movie and I wish Darabont would do more um Stephen King adaptations, but specifically of the ones that have no like real horror vibe. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, and for, I mean, from what I remember, really good adaptation as well. So cool, quite faithful. And that's it for films. And then I also watched you. You've probably seen adverts for it, Ian. I know you have because they show it in the. Um, Parkway, don't they? Mm. Um, the new Peter Capaldi series, The Devil's Hour. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, it is the best 
new TV show I've watched in fucking years. Oh, nice. And I finished it, what, yesterday morning? And we'll be restarting a rewatch again tomorrow when I drop you off at work. After I fucking you off. hell. It is... It's so fucking twisty, and I want to watch it again, knowing what... And I can't tell you anything about it, because the, the twistiness is all through it. It's not like there's a twist at the end. It's it's one of those kind of things that you watch it, and you're like, I don't have a fucking clue what's going on, but I know I will at some point, and I am in. I am hard in on this TV show. Like, the whole, like oh yeah um you know it takes a little bit to get started but when you know once it gets going it's great there is none of that with this like just 30 goes seconds and you're in yeah it's fucking great and peter capaldi is so menacing and the thing is like with the there's various like as you're going through it there's various things you think are going to be the thing yeah but it's it's not it's not the main thing that you think is going to be the thing is what I would say okay. and I'm not going to say anything because I know we're all spoilers all the time but I don't if anyone's not watched this and obviously it is TV and not movies and they're, they're thinking of giving it a go I do not want to ruin it for anyone okay <coughs> we watched The Frighteners didn't we we did it's The Frighteners it's a lot of fun isn't it, it yeah yeah it really is actually I think I forget how good it is and then rewatch it and I'm like that's do you know what that is a really 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 fucking like top tier kind of horror comedy yeah it's, it's just relentlessly entertaining yeah. uh, throughout I think the frighteners I think because it takes both parts of its personality really seriously yeah a lot of horror comedies they're really light on the horror and, and the, the, the comedy's not super out outright funny because it has to maintain a certain tone whereas this it gets both sides right yeah. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Yes. So, I watched a few of my own. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched... Um, and by the way, I, I'm watching these usually on my lunch at work, so I like to watch something that's a little bit chill. Don't make excuses on I am making excuses. <laughs> I like to watch things that are a bit chill. Um, so, I re-watched uh, Where the Millers. Um, I really like Where the Millers. I think it's a it's a good time. Um, Jason Sudeikis is doing kind of like, well, what if what if Ted Lasso was a dick, <laughs> and it kind of works. Um, Will Poulter is fantastic in this, um, and it's just kind of a a dumb good time. Um, there's, you know, there's some genuinely like bursting laugh out loud moments in it um like there's a there's a bit where um Sudeikis is trying to work out how he could maybe transport all of these drugs and a guy pulls up in like an RV and asks him a question and he off the cuff just comes out with a shut the fuck up real life Ned Flanders and it is pitch perfectly delivered that you'd hope that it, it was just on the page you went yeah I know how to do this it's it's just a, a good time and it goes exactly where you expect it to go but in just quite a nice way it's a it's a fun movie um i also rewatched um the associate which is a um Whoopi goldberg movie from the mid 90s great 
um, where she plays a um, an investment banker who seems to do all of like the work, um, and then her male partner seems to get all of the credit to the point of where she she quits when he gets promoted over her and decides to set up her own firm, but she just can't get anywhere. So she invents a, essentially, a head of the firm um, that is an old white guy. (laughs) And then the rest of the film is her just basically doing all of the work and this imaginary old white guy taking all of the credit for it. Um, And, yeah, her trying to constantly... Um, sort of behind the scenes sort of excuses for why you can't attend um, this meeting or why you can't meet these investors or anything and it's because he just doesn't exist <laughs> so it's kind of it's a movie that's 25 years old but still kind of has a bit of a a bit of a message uh, that kind of still rings true hmm and, um, and then the movie that I watched, um, instead of watching Causeway, because I forgot I was supposed to be watching Causeway, or I wanted to watch Causeway, um, was uh, the um, Death at a Funeral. Which one? Not the Frank Oz one. <laughs> what, the, the... Wow, okay. Yeah. No, I didn't think I'd seen this. And so I watched it and then got halfway through it and went, no, I've definitely seen this because I remember this bit. Um, yeah, fuck it, gonna say it. I like uh, Neil LaBoot's uh, death, of, uh, death at a Funeral. <laughs> I think it's it, it, it's yeah. it's funny enough. I had a good, good time with it watching it again, <laughs> even though I basically forgot that I'd watched it before. Um, two films with the exact same name. Yes. That's really confusing. It's one's a remake of the other. Uh, well. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I had a good time with it. It's um, it's fun. And it's... It, it's a bunch of kind of like comedians that I, I actually quite enjoy spending time with. With, you know, Chris Rock, Martin Lawrence, Danny Glover, Regina Hall's very good in it. James Marsden as, you know... Literally, the within the movie, the token white guy that is just fucking high for basically the entire movie <laughs> from accidentally taking um, acid. Tracy Morgan is a good time in it. I just, yeah, it's a, it's, it's probably shit, but I enjoy it. <laughs> it's what I would say about this movie. That's kind of your film taste, like wrapped up in a bow, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, Luke Wilson playing the most Luke Wilson of roles as well. <laughs> where he just plays just a douchebag. <laughs> yeah. So that, that moves on to our next uh, review. Um, right, I'm going to get up the IMDB for this. So, our next movie review is Weird, the Al Yankovic story, uh, which is written by Al Yankovic um, and Eric Appel and directed by Eric Appel and stars, I mean, who's it star? Daniel Radcliffe, Evan Rachel Wood, Rain Wilson, um, and then cameos asunder is what I would say there. Hmm. 
yeah, I mean, you've got Weird Al, isn't it? Uh, Conan O'Brien. Um, who else? Jack Black. Jack Black turns up. Um, David uh, Dachmayan uh, turns up. Yes, he does. Um, so this plot synopsis explores every facet of Yankovic's life from his meteoric rise to fame with his early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon to his touring celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle. I mean, no. It basically is a parody of biopics. Uh, Ian, what did you think of Weird, the Al Yankovic story? I mean, yeah, I mean, hey, I like how... It starts off as a parody of biopics, but in a kind of like a walk hardy way where, you know, the, what you think is him going to a party and it's like, what, what do you mean you've never tried drugs before? It's like them trying to get him to play a polka tune. <laughs> um, you know, and it, 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 you know, it kind of starts kind of like low, low key like that. And just the accordion salesman and, uh, the dad kicking the shit out of him, <laughs> and uh, like it's it, yeah. Uh, but then, as it goes on, it just gets Thomas like Lennon all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just it gets more and more extravagant. And in, in the you know, and then it's like he gets with Madonna because Madonna wants to him to write a parody tune <laughs> so that she can then get increased sales off the back of it. Which is kind of like you know increasing the kind of like the the bullshittery, and then it just proceeds to go absolutely bug nuts in that last act, and I just like I didn't know where it was going, and then when it ended, it's almost like stand up and applaud. Yeah, j- j- I yeah just yeah yeah it's. Evan Rachel Wood is not getting talked about a lot. No, and she really should because she nails Madonna. Great, she's so good in this film. And I mean, Daniel Radcliffe is brilliant. I mean, he's he's great, and he's obviously super super committed. The fact that he like got really really buff <laughs> for weird the Al Yankovic story is so fun. And just hearing Daniel Radcliffe, like, when he's asked about what, you know, how much experience did you have with Weird Al, it's just like his girlfriend who he's been with for like a decade, her and her family are really, really into Weird Al. And that, that like, legitimately, you know, it was just like, I, I kind of did this for them. And as, as you know, and it, it, that, which is so lovely. But Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna is fucking hilarious. And by the end, when she is turning up with like what almost looks like Nazi uniform and an eye patch, <laughs> it's just incredible. It's incredible. Like, just the whole take the shot at the end. I mean, it... it, it great. What, just, yeah. I had such a good time watching this. And I was just so surprised and delighted by like everything that was happening, and it just my one complaint. I think we have the same that, complaint. It, the, yeah, the third act, it 
slows down while he's kind of like rediscovering his reconnecting with his family and i you know take it out yeah you take 10 minutes out of this have it come in at closer to 100 minutes than 110 minutes and i mean like you've got pop star never stop never stopping levels here for me but the problem there though is that then he wouldn't have had that conversation with his dad and then we wouldn't have had amish paradise which is a fair point. Which, uh, yeah, which it, it, which is a fair point. At least cut it down. Yeah, I think could cut yeah, down yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know, you got the bit where he's working at the factory and then him having a conversation with him there, and then you've got the bit where it's like pulling out the um, like the storybook <laughs> and that like that animation sequence, and it. I don't. There's individually funny bits in both of those, but. When you've just had Weird Al trying to free Madonna from the clutches of Pablo Escobar to then it turn around the Madonna be actually, we can run this drug game. <laughs> and then him having to escape from Madonna and her just being shit at shooting and him just walking <laughs> off. That's brilliant, love it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because I know I'm talking like... I'm, I'm, it's just, it's so close to being a five star banger for me. Um, and it, it, it's not quite there, but holy shit, did I enjoy this more than I thought I was going to. Bex, what did you think? I, I fucking loved it. This will be in my top 10 of the year without a shadow of nice. a doubt. I, uh, nice. The, and there's there's a lot of positives to it. The performances and, and everything are, are, are really fucking strong. But it's it's all about the script. There is some there is some bits in this script that like it just were like gold, absolute fucking genius gold. The um, what is it? I'll I'll show you. I'll be the best <laughs> accordion player. Well, you know, arguably not the best, but the most famous accordion yeah. player in a very specific genre of music. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't get my control of myself for a little while after that bit. And then isn't that the award that he wins at the end? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, and the, and the um, well, you know, me and your dad have been talking and we think it's just a really good idea if you just stop being who stop you are being, yeah. and doing everything that you love. <laughs> just, uh, and, um, yeah, oh, God, it, it, it and the way that they treat like accordion playing, like it's really and polka music, like it's really fucking subversive and cool and like really edgy. This... I just, I just think it's, I think it's fucking great. This, the, 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 the script is genius on this. Yeah, it's such a well-written movie. Mm. But the, the, I mean, even... what's one thing you've always wanted to do but never been able to make up new words for other people's songs? <laughs> what? Sorry, go on. I just just very quickly, the whole thing about he comes up with Eat It and that's his original song (laughs) and then Michael Jackson parodies it. Yeah. It's it's bits like that that just just sort of make it just, just wonderful to watch. It's because you never... You never really know where it's gonna go next. No, no. It just keeps getting madder and madder, but also as well without going 
too mad. <laughs> and the thing is, it still goes to Madonna running a drug empire. But it does work as a coherent narrative. It's not it, like it doesn't... There's, there's yeah. no lack of control here. It's so well written and structured. Yeah. But to, to, to be able to not... Like, this would work as a biopic. Yeah. But it's a parody. Yeah. So to, to be so fucking self-aware of everything to be able to write this movie just, is... It's it, it, it's just a an absolute chef's kiss from Weird Al to go, I want to do a story of my life. All right, but as a parody. Yeah. <laughs> and I just looked at the down and just gone... Of course you do. Ah, oh, fuck, this could work. It could really, really fucking work. But even the bit where you've got Will Forte... Uh, Sort of essentially just slagging Weird Al yeah, off yeah. to Weird Al, and Weird Al is just sat next to him, just looking at him. Like, all right, calm down now. <laughs> and he just carries on going. Mm. It's just really fun filmmaking, and you can, you see, you, you can see Radcliffe going, yeah, fuck it, I want to do this. I'll put it's a Hulu movie, you could be doing this, this, and this. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to do any of those. I want to do this. Yeah, yeah. In the same way as, like, and Rachel Wood, well, you, you do realise if you do this, you're not going to play Madonna in a Madonna biopic, don't you? <laughs> yep, yeah, but I'd prefer to do this. Mm. This is fun. Mm. Being in a Madonna biopic, possibly directed and written by and produced by Madonna, does not sound like it would be fun. God, no. Yeah, it's... yeah, you don't want to be anywhere near a fucking serious portrayal of Madonna at the moment, do you? Mm. A fucking car crash. Yeah, no, it's... Well, that Julia Garner's playing her, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, in the biopic to be directed by Madonna herself. <laughs> yeah. Which is fuck, just such, such a fucking stupid idea. Yeah. Julia it... Garner? Um, uh, she's in that Ozark. Um, she bloody looks like Madonna. Yeah, Fair play. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing is, there's not that much you can say really about Weird other than that it is a bloody good time. Um, and its release schedule is a bit bonkers. Um, I would have been really happy to have watched this in the cinema and then come out of it and gone, that's fucking great. I want to watch that again on Disney Plus. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep, definitely not shit. Wonderful time. Yes, definitely not shit. Yeah. Uh, probably will be trouble in my top ten of the year. Fair play. Uh, and it's not like it's been a shit year. No, it's just been a fucking great year. Uh, yeah. And it just keeps getting better. Um, our audience poll, definitely shit 63%, Touching Cloth 13%, shit 13%, and Geostorm 11%. Um, questions, 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 questions. We do have some, I believe. Which one we think we have one. Uh, yep. Having watched The Stranger and Beards and, and the beards that Joel Edgerton and Sean Harris spot in that film, which characters have the most memorable facial hair in film? Quite like Leonardo DiCaprio's in Django. It fits his character so well. 
I mean, Kurt Russell's beard in the thing is a thing of thing. beauty. Yeah, I mean, that's the answer, isn't it? That's the thing. It, it, it kind of is, yeah, because it, it, it's, it's an incredibly impressive beard. That. It is a good beard, yeah. 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 I mean, Sam Elliott in his career. <laughs> Sam, Sam Elliott in his life. Yeah. It's just his beard, though, isn't it? Tash. Yeah, yeah. Tash, yeah. more than anything else, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think you can really count it. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it is Kurt Russell in... Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's hard to get away from McCready. Mm. It's, it's just, yeah, it, it's it's the perfect. Yeah, I think I think we've completed that one. Um, so the the question I asked the guys, our audience, was, uh, I'm just going to find it so I can get the answers better because, oh my god. Our question for you this week is, with old Musky Boy taking over Twitter and it going exactly as well as expected, which film character would you like to see in charge of the Hellspace? We've had some good answers to this. Yeah, Rick Kidd. Dr. Evil from Austin Powers, although you could argue he already is. I would argue that I'd prefer Dr. Evil to be in charge of it. Chris mm. um, Edwards. <laughs> Sent us a video of uh, Dennis Hopper in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Good. Which is a really good show. Good. I fucking love that film. Um, and Dylan Black Lanterns, the only people who would have the skills to truly moderate this app would be Scott Pilgrim's vegan police. Yeah, that's good. Uh, go on then, guys. What do you reckon? Uh, Al Pacino in Heat. Vincent Hanna could do some shit. <laughs> he could be chipping cocaine and uh, kicking people off. And yeah, yeah. yeah. When anyone, anyone, anyone says, well, well, you, "You need to kick this person off," he just could just shout, "But she's got a great ass." <laughs> Al Pacino from Star Scarface can help him then. <laughs> you can go for Tony Montana. Yeah, yeah. I kicked him off of the platform a half an hour ago. <laughs> uh, well, for along a similar theme, I'm not even a, a, a Pacino one, but I'm gonna have Harry Tuttle. Yeah, Did from character from Brazil? Oh, fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's about the level of competence we have. He's a very competent man. He's fucking bonkers. I love that film. Is that on anything? Uh, yeah, that, that's my horror at all. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Ian, what are we covering next week? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, like, it's the only game in town, isn't it, yeah. I think? Uh, I don't... I, I literally think there is nothing else even on streaming. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... It's going to be something. Yeah. Like dropped real quick. The trailer hasn't been out that long, has it? No, the trailer went out that long, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's being heavily marketed. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I, I get that. It's just um, there's a wall of it at our shop. There's a what? A wall of it at our shop. Oh really? Yeah. <coughs> but but then to... it it. Sorry, babe. I was just gonna say, do you need to do any rewatching in the run up? I might watch Black Panther again. Yeah. Nothing else though. But I mean, it's good though because we've got that this week, and then the week after we've got the menu, 
and Armageddon time and um, After Sun's getting some sort of release as well. So it's, you know, you know they, they, they keep coming I, and they'll keep coming through the, the weeks ahead. Even with the World Cup, they keep coming. Yeah, I, I read a thing about that Armageddon time where it said, this is very, very, very good, but my God, it's telling people off. Is it? Is it very vegetable heavy? Um, I, I think from from what I could read between the lines, I don't even think it's vegetable heavy as such. It's more somebody smashing you in the face with a vegetable, um, yeah, and just breaking all of your teeth. Mm, yeah. How long is? Wakanda? But hey, we got the menu. I'm looking forward to the. I menu. am very much looking forward to the menu. How long is Wakanda forever? Two hours oh, forty minutes. Yeah. So if we say three and a bit hours. With Cinema Sound, yeah. Mm. Yeah, my the Odeon is saying for me it will start five o'clock on Friday and I'll be going out about five past eight. Yeah, mm. you look at a three hour. We could do the eleven twenty Wakanda forever. Yeah. Grab something from Nando's and then go back and watch the three ten show. <laughs> Pray for the devil if you like. I'm all right, cheers, brah. Oh shit, that's a deal. You're a dick. <laughs> We will, I will think about it. I'll go watch. I'll go watch Pray for the Devil while you go see Wakanda Forever. If you like. I kind, I do want to hear your thoughts on Pray for the Devil. I'll be honest, but mm, I'm okay. All right, we will we'll possibly look into that then. Oh, uh, one it. condition: what we we'll go for breakfast first. We can't get Nando's in between. Then. Well, well, we'll discuss that. <laughs> uh, right. So that was episode four, six, eight. It was. And at some point, I'm going to remember to put in Noel's review of Black Adam. <laughs> it's almost become a running joke at this point, And I'm really sorry. I just keep on... I, it keeps on slipping my mind when I'm putting the podcast together. Poor Noel. <laughs> I'm sorry, Noel. Uh, right. Well, thank you much, Rebecca. Thanks, Mark. And thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much, Mark. And thank you very much, audience. For listening Thanks, to guys. us, you 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 are truly special. You're the real heroes here. I mean, I you complete but... us. <laughs> Shut up, you! Why are you the hero? Because I could wear a cape. Mm. What? I was about to say you're wearing a fucking t-shirt with no right armpit, but you're not wearing that t-shirt today. <laughs> no, <laughs> my t-shirt has no holes in it. That's supposed to be there. I'm sure think. there'll be some. Probably yeah, somewhere. You annihilated t-shirts. He's got this one Levi t-shirt in, and honestly, I, I, I kid you not, I, the right hand side seam is basically just fully open at this point. Oh, I, I believe it. Yeah. I'm a powerful man. She's got powerful pits. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well. A, acidic sweat. It's like, <laughs> it, it is pretty like that, actually. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. There is, there is, there is, there is some fucking. Don't you like shower three times as well? Yeah, day? I shower a lot. Yeah, yeah. we're going to save so much money on our gas bill now that Mark's back at work. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we bid you adieu. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.